Why is it every time you're getting ready to go on vacation, your animals always know when one woman's dog started acting uncharacteristically clingy before her trip, she reached out to a pet psychic to find out why. And you'll never guess the reason. I'm Nancy Aziz. Welcome to Rover Says, the podcast where we share stories about the weird and wonderful things animals say when they talk to pet psychics. Well, let's see, how do I start? Firstly, I didn't grow up with animals. My mother did not like animals. And so there were never any in the house that couldn't be either caged or in a tank. That's Claudia Queen, who didn't have the privilege of animals in her life as a child, but as an adult, she made up for lost time. One of her big loves was a dog named Darla. Here's how Darla came into her life. I guess my stepdaughter, acquired a dog and then it kind of motivated me to get one. And I committed the cardinal sin of getting one from a pet store, which unfortunately died a week later from Parvo. And then uh, of course, being the prudent uh, uh, shopper that I am, I did use American Express, so I got my money back on that dog. But following that, um, second cardinal sin, don't get another dog for another six months if one had Parvo, but I. I did anyway, and so Darla was. I acquired Darla from a um, from a breeder, reputable breeder, and uh, she's a pure Havanese, and uh, she also did get parvo, but was I recognized the symptoms, and she was cured and lived a long life, and she was just a very, very sweet, intuitive animal, um, just uh, just a, a very loving. Uh, a carefree kind of a dog. Darla also liked being the center of attention. At the time, I was living in a, a, a gated community, and uh, I was at the end of a cul-de-sac. And Darla, no matter how hot it would be, would sit in the middle of the street, the black asphalt, to sun herself. You know, I mean, it just made those, it could be a hundred degrees out here. It is a dog, you know, it's got, it's got have a fur coat on and I couldn't get it. Claudia went to an animal communicator she'd worked with before for answers. Her name is Ellen Lance. Claudia says Lance had surprised her before with this spot on insight, which she gave in a session that was over the phone. You, you, you have to have a certain belief that people do have a third sense and ability to communicate outside of our world. Because, you know, I wasn't suspending any disbelief. I just believe that people do have that power. So a couple of things affirm that in, in her telepathy with Darla, Ellen says to me, you know, I'm, I'm seeing a picture of a carriage. And she'd have no idea that I had a baby carriage uh, or stroller in my garage. I said, yeah. She said, well, actually, Darla would like to, uh, is getting older, and she would actually like to be ridden in that or driven in it, which I thought was pretty amazing. I mean, you just, you can't make things up like that. You just can't. So she had never been to your garage. She had never. No. You hadn't talked no. about that blue stroller. No. <laughs> so Claudia was pretty sure Ellen Lance would be able to help her figure out why Darla insisted on sitting in the middle of the street. So I, Ellen, why don't you inquire, inquire why she does that? Why doesn't she sit on the grass in the backyard? Her answer was precious. She said, well, 
If I was in the backyard, no one would see me. <laughs> Is that adorable? Does, does that mean she kind of likes to be the center of attention? Obviously. Obviously. I love it. And by the way, there wasn't a lot of traffic there. It was just, you know, uh, yeah. she just wanted to be the center of attention and she wanted to see what was going on. But one day, this seemingly confident, well-adjusted dog started acting strangely when Claudia was preparing to leave town. Darla was being very uh, clingy, you know, um, typically independent, but this clingy wouldn't let me go one foot in a direction without being on my heels, more or less, or another. And I, there was something going on. Here's animal communicator Ellen Lance. So... Claudia had called me, and, and I should actually say for the benefit of, of your listeners that my sessions are basically via phone. I use a picture of the animal with their eyes facing the camera to access their consciousness. And that way, nobody has to travel far distances, and the owner, you know, animal doesn't have to get used to me being around because we go straight into um, whatever we need to deal with. So... Claudia contacted me about uh, Darla and uh, she mentioned, you know, Darla is being really clingy and I don't understand it. And, you know, and it's probably because I'm going away in a couple of days. And I said, well, you know, and intellectually, honestly, intellectually, I thought, yeah, probably, you know, and she knows she must see me packing, et cetera. And then, so I asked Darla, okay, well, Darla, you know, this is what Claudia is saying and, you know, what's going on? And, Carla says, I'm afraid she's going to break her hip. <laughs> and I was dumbfounded. I thought, really? So I, th what I always do is I just repeat to, you know, the pet owner, okay, this is what your animal is saying. And let them decide, you know, if this makes sense or not. What didn't make any sense to Lance made a lot of sense to Claudia. Her partner had gone on vacation six months prior and broken her hip on the trip. You know, it was, was, it was pretty dramatic because uh, my girlfriend fell while we were in Turkey, you know, and, and so uh, you needed an operation there. And, you know, it was, uh, you know, obviously there's physical therapy on the way back, but clearly, you know, there was this recovery, you know. Um, so she saw that. And since that, okay, if person A goes, well, that could happen to person B also. So how did how did Ellen work that out with her? I, I think she re reassured her that, you know, I'm a big girl and I'll take care of myself. And I didn't anticipate having a similar issue. Um, and I promised that I'd come back and I'd be healthy and take care of her. And that seemed to relieve her stress. Darla accepted it. You know, she was, she, she was able to understand um, Claudia's reassurances. And I always ask an animal, what did you just hear your mom or dad or whoever, you know, say? Because I think it's important, just like with people, you may say something to me and I may not have heard it the way you said it. I may have dubbed something in, I may have changed something a little bit. So I think it's really important um, in my work to check in with the animal and say, okay, well, what did you hear her say? Or what did you hear me say that she said? And, uh, and in this case, uh, you know, Darla got it and, uh, and she, it, she was fine with it. She, she accepted it. Lance says it's not always that easy. Sometimes she has to dig a little deeper. If an animal feels like 
they know better, or if I feel like they're, um, you know, some level of angst or some other emotional response isn't releasing, then I will go in there um, using the emotional clearing tools that I use to see what got re-stimulated for them. Because obviously, I mean, that's a good example here, which is, you know, Claudia is about to go away. I think in, in that case, she was going, you know, to Morocco and, uh, and her dogs gets re-stimulated over an earlier incident having to do with the co-owner. So sometimes you have to handle something that happened prior to that, that somehow got re-stimulated in the present time. Claudia says Darla's actions show just how empathetic she was. She was trying to maybe stop you from going. Yes, exactly. She was afraid. She was afraid if I left her side, that I would go on the trip and I'd be harmed and I wouldn't be the same. And maybe I wouldn't come back or I wouldn't come back in the same condition or I'd be hurting. And so that's why she was being so protective. Claudia says later in life, when Darla had been diagnosed with aggressive mouth cancer, Darla showed her empathy and concern for her owner again. Darla's vet recommended she be put down because she was in pain. Claudia didn't want Darla to suffer and decided an at-home euthanasia would be less traumatic for Darla. The morning of the event, um, I was upstairs and uh, Darla managed to come upstairs. I had some friends upstairs. She managed to come upstairs almost to say goodbye to everyone and put her head on my lap in a way she had never done before to say, I'm going to say goodbye now and everything's okay and I've had a good life. Mm. And don't be sad. Oh my goodness. And it was just very, you know, I, I, I get emotional thinking about it because it was just said was her, her uh, behavior was, was such empathy, uh, empathy, you know, for both her and, and the situation and for me. And um, then we all went downstairs and proceeded to say our goodbyes. What a special dog that she wanted to make sure that you were okay. I know. She always, she was always the, she, she, she was the healer. She wanted, she really was like a, a, the shaman of the canine breed. <laughs> uh, that's the only way to, to put it. You know, really just was a, a special spirit. And, um, you know, I was very happy that she enjoyed her life with me. And now she, you know, went over the rainbow. Yeah. I don't think everybody gets to have those kind of special moments at the end, though, and to know that your dog really appreciated her life with you. I know. I, it was just really, uh, it, it was, it was, uh, and of course, you know, I had friends there who actually witnessed this, you know, her doing this, and it was just, um, it was just, it was just, uh, just amazing. It was just a, a very human, you know, if you can attribute a human characteristic to a dog, it, it was like that. It was like being hugged. Uh, animals are trying to communicate with their owners all the time. And certainly um, when um, an animal is uh, transitioning, uh, it's, I mean, it makes sense to me what happened. That's pet psychic Ellen Lance again. 
and and Darla was a, an amazing girl. I mean, I just loved this girl because she also she was wise. You know, some animals are kind of superficial and they're wonderful, but they don't necessarily have a lot of depth. She had a lot of depth. So uh, sometimes she would say things that I was just, uh, <laughs> I definitely couldn't have said it better myself. And I probably never would have said some of the things that she did say. Uh, she, <laughs> but she, she was uh, amazing. After Darla passed, Claudia says she thought she'd never have another dog. But fate had different plans. Within a week of Darla's passing, a friend needed a home for her deaf Maltese, and Claudia took Dorchester in. Claudia says Dorchester is a far different dog, one that had some things to say to Lance about her new owner. And a totally different um, personality, but just a whippersnapper. <laughs> and what has Dorchester had? talk to Alan about? Or well, has... again, recently it was really, uh, it was just a wellness check and she's very happy. You know, uh, she, she did complain that I was stubborn. I thought, well, that's the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> no matter what they say, Claudia says she better understands her animals after working with an animal communicator. I feel, you know, it's, it's not a crutch. It's not, it's, for me, it's not like, you know, um, having a fortune told or something like that. You know, it's not like that. I, I feel that it can help. It's helped clarify some situations. And I take it at face value. I think that's kind of my thought process about the whole thing, too. So I really appreciate you um, talking to me and just sharing your experience. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks so much for listening to Rover Says. If you like the show, please rate it and share so other people who want to know how animals really think can find us. And we'd like to hear from you. Tell us what your animals are telling you or what they've told pet psychics. You can reach out through our website at roversays.com. We drop new episodes every other Wednesday.